If you have your Bibles uh, with you this morning, if you would open them up to Luke chapter 8. Luke chapter 8. Luke chapter 8. This morning, we are, I'm going to be speaking about issues. Issues. And I've had a lot of people come up to me and say, so are you talking about me today? But we all have issues, amen? If you've never had an issue, you've, you've really haven't, you're, you're really not alive. But if you are alive today and you're breathing, which all of you are and you're here, you've had some issues in your life, whether you, they were public or they were private. We've all had some issues in our life. And this is not going to be an issue that you think this, uh, this passage is going to talk about. I'm going to share with you, as I was preparing for this, this week, this message, about some revelation that God gave uh, to me through this passage of Scripture for the church, this church, and the church as a whole all across America and uh, today. So this is going to be a little different for us. We're going to be, uh, I'll start reading in Luke chapter 8. I have a few verses for us this morning. So Luke chapter 8, verse 40, it says, Now when Jesus returned, a crowd welcomed him, for they were all expecting him. Then a man named, there are so many pronunciations of this name, Jairus, Jairus, I'm going to say Jairus this morning, sounds a little more preachy. Then a man named Jairus, a ruler of the synagogue, came and fell at Jesus' feet, pleading with him to come to his house. This is a religious leader. He is saying, please, Jesus, come to my house, because verse 42, because his only daughter, it was a daughter, a girl that was 12 years old because his only daughter, a girl who was 12 years old, she was dying. Please come to my house. My daughter of 12 years old is dying. And as Jesus was on his way, the crowds almost crushed him. And after, and then a woman was there who had been subject to bleeding for 12 years. But no one could heal her. Some translations say she had spent all of her money on doctors and things, but nothing could heal her. And in verse 44, she came up behind him, Jesus, and touched the edge of his cloak. And immediately her bleeding stopped. Who touched me, Jesus asked. And when they all denied it, Peter said, Master, the people are crowding and pressing against you. They're saying no one has touched you. It's just the people jostling up against you. But Jesus said in verse 46, Someone touched me. I know that power has gone out of me. Or I know that I felt the virtue leave me. And then the woman, seeing that she could not go unnoticed, she came trembling and fell at his feet. And in the presence of all the people, she told why she had touched him and how she had been instantly healed. Then he said to her, Daughter, your faith, your faith has healed you. Go in peace. And while Jesus was still speaking, someone came from the house of Jairus, the synagogue ruler. Your daughter is now dead, they said. Don't bother the teacher anymore. Hearing this, Jesus said to Jairus, Don't be afraid. Just believe and she shall 
be healed. And when he arrived at the house, he did not let anyone go in with him except Peter, John, James, and the child's father and mother. And meanwhile, all of the people were wailing and mourning for her. Stop wailing, Jesus said. She is not dead, but just asleep. They laughed at him, knowing that she was dead. But he looked, he took her by the hand and said, My child, get up. And her spirit returned to her at once, and she stood up. Then Jesus told them to give her something to eat. Let's pray this morning. Heavenly Father, I thank you so much, oh God, for your presence that has been felt this morning. I thank you for the members that were added to this body today that are coming up with us as partners to advance your kingdom in this city, God. Lord, I pray, Lord, that right now, Lord, that this issue that I'm talking about today, that this word that I'm speaking of and through today, God, that you would use it in such a mighty way, God, that it would take root in someone's heart, that it would transform someone's mind today, oh God, that it would transform this church today, God. And I'm going to give you all honor and all glory and all praise for that. And it is in your name. And everyone said amen. Amen and amen. The woman had the issue of blood. And we all have had some issues. They may be physical. They may be financial. They may, they may be more relational. But we all have had some issues in our life. She just happened to have the issue of blood. And not only did she have the issue of blood, but she also had... Another issue here. See, she had the issue of blood, but she also had another issue. And that issue was that she just happened to be in the streets. She happened to have an issue of blood, and she just happened to be in public streets. And if you don't know what I'm talking about, you think, well, that's not, that's not, that's not the, that big of a deal. You know, people are sick all around us today. But in biblical times, if you were sick and if you were ill, especially if you were a woman, and especially if you had an issue of blood for 12 years, you were not allowed in public streets. You were not allowed to be in public sight. You had to stay back at your hut. You had to stay back at your situation. It was tradition. Isn't that interesting? It is so interesting because if she had an issue of blood, tradition, somebody say tradition. Tradition said that she wasn't supposed to be here in the streets, but she was supposed to remain over there because she was unclean. She could not be in the public. Hmm, isn't that interesting? Tradition was keeping, was supposed to keep her from the Lord. Hmm, tradition. Tradition has the power to keep you from coming over here and tradition has the power to keep you over there. Tradition will keep you over there and never allow you to make it over here to where God has destined for you to be. See, there is the word has power. The word is powerful. The word of the Lord. It is, it, it, it is without mistake. It is such power in it. 
The word actually describes the word and says that it is sharper than any double-edged sword. It can cut going in and it can cut coming out. The word says that the word can divide bone and marrow. It can, it can, it can dissect anything. When the word gets into your life, before you know it, it can begin to dissect the things. It can begin to cut things away from your life. But let me tell you something this morning as a pastor. Let me tell you something that has the power to trump the word. Hmm. How is that? Nothing is more powerful than the word. Nothing can nullify the word. Well, let's see what the word says about this. You, you can turn there quickly or just write this down. Mark chapter 7, verse 9 and 13. It says this. It says, and then he said to them, he is talking about being clean and unclean. And Jesus says to them, he says, listen, you have a fine way of setting aside the commands of God in order to observe your own traditions. Huh. You have a fine way of moving the word of God aside in order for you to observe your own traditions. And in verse 13, he says, Thus, when you cling to your traditions more than the word of God, there is an issue. He says in verse 13, Thus, you nullify the word of God. Hmm. You nullify the word of God by your tradition that you have been handed down and you do many things like that. Tradition said that the woman should have never been there at Jesus' feet. See, whenever you are under the control of an issue, some, some translation says that she had become subject to the issue. In other words, the issue was lording over her. That issue in your life may be constantly on your mind right now it may be hard for you to worship because of an issue is so on over you it is lording over you you have become subject to it but let me tell you something whenever you are under the control of an issue whenever you get sick and tired of being over there and you're ready to be here whenever you are ready for a shift in your life you don't care what tradition says you just want to get to Jesus see whenever I feel like a breakthrough is just a shout away excuse me while I break tradition but I'm just going to shout see whenever I feel like a miracle is just a dance away and nobody else is dancing around me and the place I'm around or the place that I'm in says sorry you can't dance here excuse me while I break tradition and just dance on top of my issue no tradition is going to nullify my progress no issue is going to keep me from going here. I'm going places. Look at your neighbor and say, I'm going places. I'm going places. I'm not staying over there, but I'm moving to where God wants me to. And no tradition is going to keep me from that. She had an issue. But no tradition was going to keep her from Jesus. Issues. Issues, issues, issues. There are people 
that are still at home because their issues will not allow them to come to church today. There are some people in this place you are struggling this morning to concentrate because of an issue in your life. She should have never been allowed in the streets. She was an embarrassment to society. She should have been back home in her hut all by herself. She should have been cut off from society. And she definitely should have never been that close to Jesus. No, no, no. Nobody should have been that close to the Messiah that has been sick for 12 years with something as, 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 as rough as an issue of blood. It was tradition issues. See, I'm certain that among the crowded streets and among the crowded road, there were some people that were close to Jesus that were called disciples. The word says that these disciples were gathered around him. And you know, they were just doing their job. They were like the modern-day bodyguards. They were keeping people away from Jesus. They were, trying, they were trying not to let people get close to him. And sometimes the people that are closest to Jesus, called disciples, sometimes it is so easy for them to forget that he's got healing power that he has. And all of a sudden, they fell into tradition as they were shooing the people away. Isn't that amazing? Tradition and issue. Well, let me give you a word this morning. You need to be very careful who you step over to get to where you're trying to go. Because mm. people have issues. You better be careful who you push away while you're trying to get to Jesus because people have issues. You need to be careful before you cuss out your waitress today once you get out of the house of the Lord because, because your meal just is not right because people have issues. The person next to you may not have on Versace or Coach or may not have on designer jeans or shoes, but guess what? They may have some issues, but you better be careful because you never know who you may be dealing with. You never know who you're stepping over. You may never know who you're judging because it's just the person with the condition. It's the person with the issue that Jesus is looking for. It's the person who has all these issues that Jesus wants to do a miracle for. So be careful who you're stepping over because we all have issues. Look at your neighbor and say, we've all got issues. We've all got some issues. We've all got issues. Be careful that while you are trying to be a disciple in this thing called life, that you don't slip back into tradition and nullify the progress of the Lord. Issues. Tradition. Get this. People naturally lean toward tradition. Not all traditions are bad. Traditions become bad. You need to get this. Traditions become bad when they collide with the truth of the word and you begin to realize, I can't do both. Hmm. Traditions become bad. When they collide with the truth of the word and you have to make a decision, do I go with the truth of the word or do I go with a tradition? And whenever you are having to choose, do I go with truth or tradition, 
that tradition is bad. If you've been going to church here for at least two to three weeks probably, you probably have a favorite section to sit in. You probably naturally gravitate toward a certain aisle, toward a certain place. You know where the air is the coolest. You know where the sound is the loudest. You've become, uh, you've you've created a routine. And sometimes that can become a tradition. People like tradition. Tradition. Because tradition is what we know. Tradition is what we already know. Sometimes people cannot break out of tradition because it simply takes too much faith. Breaking out of tradition just takes too much faith. It, 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 takes, it means stepping out on a limb. It means rearranging what you've called normal for, 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 for 12 years. And all of a sudden you step out and break tradition. And now it takes faith because now you have no idea what the next step is but tradition says all you gotta do is it's one two and three but whenever you step out on faith and it's something new you have no idea what is next and so many people cannot break traditions because it takes too much faith hmm And we keep going back to tradition because that is what we know we don't have to pray about it we don't have to study about it it is just comfortable Comfortable. Comfortable is a good place to be in, but sometimes your comfortableness can keep you at home in your hut. Comfortable. Why can't we, the church, as a whole, why can't we, the church, expand? Why are churches dying all across America this morning? One of the biggest reasons is traditions. One of the biggest reasons why churches in America are dying this morning. Traditions. It's always been that way. As a leader, that disgusts me. I can't stand walking into a situation and someone says, it's always been this way. It's always been this way. But you don't understand. My great uncle Sam bought that painting of the white Jesus, and we can't take it down. The pastor has always sat on the stage during worship. He can't sit on the front row. That's the way we've always done it. But we've always had a manger scene during Christmas in the foyer. You can't take that thing out of the foyer. It's always been that way. It's Tradition. But, we, but we've never allowed anyone to wear blue jeans in the sanctuary. Whenever, I, it was a few weeks ago, we were, uh, we, uh, they, they, they were doing a tax assessment of, 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 of the building, the facility. And the lady comes in and she steps in and she's like, I can't go in there. I said, why? She said, I don't have a skirt on. I said, no, 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 honey, you okay. You go do your job. I ain't, I ain't measuring this place for you. That's what you get paid for. No, no, you can want you to say, no. She said, well, I was told I can't walk into a sanctuary unless I've got a skirt on. I said, no, no. I said, you're okay here. I won't tell anybody. <laughs> it's tradition. And before you know it, the world is standing here needing a church 
But we're sitting here, it's always been this way. No, don't, you better not touch that manger scene. You better not touch that color carpet. You better not do this. You better, you better put a robe on. You better do this. You better do that. You better sing three songs and a chorus. You better do this. You better do this. And the world is sitting here needing a church, and we're lost in tradition. And before you know it, the world is like the woman with the issue of blood. They are walking around with their issues, trying to find Jesus. But the church, the church, the saved ones who know the word, but the church has become so full of hoops and hurdles and traditions that the lost can't find him in the very place that was meant to house his presence. So now there's more tradition than there is faith. Now there's more talk about why was than dreams about what could be. Now there's more memories than there are revelation. Now there's more worship of traditions than our own God. And now the world is just full of issues and the church is battling over the color of the carpet. Traditions. It's an issue that the church is dying of it's an issue that the church has been suffering from this message is for the church this message is for the church all across America because often we read this passage of scripture and we see it as the miracle often we, 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 we will shout about the miracle often a preacher will preach this and they'll talk about going the extra mile and pushing your way in for a breakthrough but today this message is for the church because tradition has the power to nullify according to the word of God your traditions have the power to nullify what God is trying to do in your life. Tradition has the power to trump God's plan for your life. Traditional mindsets have the power to keep a church of 200 from ever to getting to 500 people. Tradition. It is an issue. Jesus went against tradition. Imagine that. Jesus going against tradition. Guess what? He was out ministering on the Sabbath. Oh my. He broke tradition. He broke the tradition of taking a a lamb to the altar of sacrifice whenever he became the lamb. He broke that tradition, praise the Lord. He broke tradition when he spoke to the woman at the well. He was not supposed to speak to her. She was a filth. How many times has she been married? How many people has she been with? Where was she from? Jesus was not supposed to speak to that woman, but he broke tradition. See, a lot of people find it easier to stick with tradition because breaking it would just be too controversial. Hmm. Hmm. Breaking tradition would create somebody talking about me. Breaking tradition puts you under the microscope. So let's just stay here in the place of mediocrity for the sake of tradition. Let's wait till a generation passes before we paint the wall. Let's just wait to sister passes away before we we can do this. Let's wait till the biggest tithe payer passes away before we do something. I know none of you have ever heard any of this talk in my life. You're looking at me like I'm crazy, but you know that it's real. If you've been in the church far too long, thank you, my sister. You've got to understand this. Tradition is an issue, but Jesus did not care about tradition. He went against the norm. He gets out of a boat. 
And 5,000 people are, and he, are standing there looking at him, and they are hungry. The disciples said, Jesus, tradition is you tell them to go to their house and buy their own food. The disciples said, tell them to go on, Jesus. Jesus said, no, 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 you don't understand. I've got something so much better. Let me break this tradition for you. And all of a sudden, he takes five loaves of bread and two fish, and he feeds 5,000 men. And then it says, plus the women and the children. So there were more than 5,000 people there. Why? Because Jesus knew when to break tradition. See, all traditions are not bad. And I'm not talking about traditions of singing a hymn. I'm not talking about that. So that, I'm not even going there today. But you got to understand, Jesus knew when to break tradition. See, that's the key for the church today. That's the key for your life today. That's the key for you to be able to know when to get out of there so you can get over here. See, you've got to know when to break tradition. When do I break tradition? Jesus knew when to break tradition. You don't break tradition just to be a rebel. You don't break tradition just because you want to be different. You don't break tradition just because you want to be edgy. No, 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 no. Jesus knew when to break tradition. He knew when to break tradition. When it was time to break tradition, Is is, is is when that tradition was limiting his ministry. He broke tradition. He knew it was time when it, whenever, whenever that tradition was keeping unbelievers from becoming believers. He knew it was time to break tradition when what was hindering the growth of the kingdom. He knew when to break tradition with that one act of obedience, with that one moment of breaking tradition. There were over 5,000 people that witnessed a miracle. There were over 5,000 people that saw the power of Jesus Christ. What tradition are you keeping yourself in that keeps people from seeing Jesus Christ in you? Oh. 5,000 people because he said, no, 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 I'm not making them go buy their own food. I'm about to break a tradition right now. With that one act of obedience, 5,000 people became believers. I believe that God is speaking to the church today. Don't let tradition become your issue. If you want to grow in the Lord, break out of the box of tradition. Don't let tradition limit your ministry. And don't let tradition limit the kingdom of God. I'm closing with this this morning. Look at this revelation. Have any of you seen the revelation yet? I saw it and it was like, praise ye the Lord. This is it. This is it. Notice this timeline. Notice what God is doing. It is a word for the church in America today. Get it. This passage starts out, Jesus being in a crowd, he's surrounded by people. Jairus comes to him, a ruler of the synagogue. He's begging Jesus, please come to my house, my 12-year-old daughter. She's not a woman yet. She's got so much life to live. 
She's the church. She's, she's a future leader. Jesus, come to my house. She's of the next generation. Come to my house. My next generation is about to die. My namesake is about to die. The next generation. Come on, Jesus. Come to my house. Watch this revelation unfold before us. The text says, as Jesus was on his way, Jesus was in pursuit to heal this young girl. Jesus was in pursuit of coming to the next generation. Mm. He was walking to the next generation. Jesus had his eyes on that young girl. Jesus had his focus and attention on that generation of someone, of that generation, of the next generation of, of believer. He had his focus on that generation of the next leader in the church. He had his focus on that next parking lot attendant, that next, that, that, that next children's pastor, that next church planter. He had his eye on that 12-year-old girl that was symbolic of a next generation. But guess what? All of a sudden, a woman who was of that generation, not a young girl, but a woman from that generation before the young girl, gets the attention of Jesus because she has been stuck by tradition for 12 years. Are you seeing the revelation unfold before us? Isn't it very interesting? But why is it so interesting, you may ask? This is the revelation from this word today. This is the point that I have been working to get you to all morning long. And you need to get this in your spirit. You need to lay, let this word take plant in your mind and in your life. This is the revelation from the word today. For the church, you cannot miss this moment. The church needs to hear this word today. The church all across America needs to hear this word today. What is the revelation? What is the word saying us today? This is it. Before Jesus could fix the next generation's problems, he had to fix this generation's problems. He said, I can't go fix them until I fix the church. Wow. He was on his way, and all of a sudden, there was a generation that was standing in front of him that, that, that he had to fix. He had to, he had to heal. He had to make right. All of a sudden, before he could get to the next generation, he had to touch this generation. You don't understand it. We are trying to heal the next generation without trying to heal ourselves first. We are trying to fix the next generation and figure out their issues. But we, the church, this generation, cannot even engage with that generation. Some of us cannot because of tradition. I believe God is speaking to the church today. I, and he is saying, I can't go healing the future till I deal with the present. I can't go healing the world till I heal the church. You can't have revival in the streets until there's revival in the house of God. Somebody needs to break loose of a tradition. God is speaking. I can't go healing the future. I can't go reaching the next generation that you're prophesying about, that you're talking about, and you say we're trying to reach them, and that, no, no, no. He says, you don't understand. There was a lady that was standing in a way that tradition, all of a sudden, tradition was keeping her from me. And whenever I broke that tradition, 
I was able to go and heal the next generation. And whenever I fix the present church, do you want to know how he fixes the present church? He fixes us. He fixes the present church by breaking it. He fixes the current church by breaking it. Every tradition that you've been worshiping, break it, God. Everything that you've held on to more than you've held on to the word, break it, God. Everything that is hindering us from becoming more like the kingdom, break it, God. And whenever he breaks it, the church, he is preparing them for growth. He is preparing them to look more like the kingdom of God. God is trying to get the church right so he can get the world right but tradition is standing in the way for some of you tradition we've never done it that way before I can only lift my hands down here I can only do like this I can't do like this I can only do like this sister so-and-so said that was against the word I had the opportunity to speak at a Presbyterian church a couple of weeks ago and I was a nervous wreck. I don't think I've ever been so sick in my life. I was like, oh God, what happens if I just do this? What happens if I do this? Oh God. And in the middle of that sermon, in the middle of that funeral, God says, you better give an altar call right now. You better tell some people, I just felt it in my spirit. God said, somebody is about to find me right here in this moment. And I did not even look at the pastor who was sitting to my left. I just turned my back so nice like this at him. And I just said, I believe right now. And all of a sudden, eight people came forward and gave their life to Jesus Christ because of a tradition. You've got to understand something today. There is a harvest that is waiting for a church that is more focused on the word than they are focused on a tradition. And whenever traditions get in the way of the word, you've got to break that thing. You've got to be loose from that thing. You've got to be loose from that mindset. God is trying to get the church right so he can get the world right. I don't recall Jesus saying to that woman, your traditions have made you whole. He looked at her and he said, no, your faith, the things you can't see yet, your ability to get out of that hut, woman, your ability with you and your sickness, you walked down the streets, you broke tradition out of faith, your faith, your ability to break traditions have made you whole. Huh. No, no, no. The things you don't even see yet are the things that will make you whole. The things that you've been afraid of, you know the things that require faith instead of tradition. Your faith has made you whole. Never throughout Scripture do I hear God saying, your tradition has made you whole. God is speaking to the church today, and he is saying, guess what? If you want to reach a harvest, your traditions have to be in line with the word. And if they are not in line with the word, you need to break those things. Would you stand upon your feet with me today? I believe God is calling to a church today. God is crying out to a church today. 
break it. Don't worry about the person that's sitting over here. But whenever I speak to you, break that thing. You don't understand it. But if it is my will, break it right now. If it's going against my word, break it right now. God, right now, Lord, there are things, there are some people in this place right now who have such traditional mindsets that, that, that God, you want to expand some things in their life, but you cannot expand it because their mindset is stuck on what they've been handed down from generation to generation, but those things are not in line with your word. God, so right now, like we want to be like Jesus. We want to know when to break tradition, when it is limiting our ministry, when it is limiting kingdom growth, when it goes against your word, God. Let us stand up and break those things. But this is the beautiful part of the story. The woman, the woman who was there with the issue of blood, all of a sudden, she breaks through tradition. She touches him, and she is healed. But let me tell you something. The word for the church today. She got to Jesus' feet, and he looked at her and said, your faith has made you whole. But he didn't stop there. Like that woman, God is looking for a church that's not afraid to break tradition, that's not afraid to walk down the street when everyone else says stop, that's not afraid to shout when everyone else says be quiet, that's not afraid to stand when everyone else is, is, is sitting. God is looking for a church, and he looked at that woman, and guess what he did? Your faith has made you whole. Then he said, now go. Guess what? God wants to release something on a church that can break man-made tradition and follow his word and guess what it is he is telling the church go he's not telling the church to sit there no he's telling the church to go a church that can break tradition guess what he is saying go right now go and guess what God said look if your church will be a church that can break those man-made rules that can break the hindrances of people coming to his presence if your church can be one of those places he said I will send a go anointing upon your church that whenever I pour it out upon your church your church will be a church that goes out. It will not set still, but you will not be afraid of tradition. The church of legacy. I will send a go anointing upon your church. I will send a go anointing upon the altar. And people who are ready for more, people who are so sick and tired of being over there, when God wants you here, I will release a go anointing upon their heart and I will release them to the harvest. Your faith the ability to see past tradition and to get up and walk. Now, I say, go. Go. I'm sending a go anointing. I'm pouring out my spirit upon you to break something in your life to break a mindset in your life. Some of you, God is trying to birth ministry in you right now. But your tradition is you're too quiet. Your tradition is you're not this, you're not that. Your tradition is keeping you from producing something greater. Your mindset of tradition 
what you have been told is not aligning with the word of God and what he has called for you. God wants a church to give him his best. And we can't give God our best if we're worried about carpet, if we're worried about a manger scene, if we're worried about where I sit, if we're worried about who comes in here, if we're worried about white people, if we're worried about black people, if we're worried about Hispanics, if we're worried if we're going to do three songs, if we're worried we're going to do four songs, if we're worried is the pastor going to preach 30 or 45 minutes, how's he feeling today? I don't know. Guess what? God wants to break your mindset. And whenever he breaks those things, he said, I will release. Go on you. We're going to sing this song today. We pour out our best for you. We pour out our best for you today. We pour out our best for you today. We break tradition today. Come on, sing it out. We pour out our best for you. We pour out our best for you. We pour out our best for you. Release it today over this house, oh God. We pour out our best for you. We pour out our best for you. We pour out our best for you. Yes, Lord, yes, Lord, yes, Lord. We pour out our best for you. We pour out our best for you. We pour out our best for you. Yes, Lord, yes, Lord. We pour out our best for you. Come on, sing it out, church. We pour out our best for you. We pour out our best for you. Every tradition in this house be broken right now. We pour out our best for you. We pour out our best for you. We pour out our best for you. Your faith has made you whole this morning. We pour out our best for you. We pour out our best for you. Come on, raise your hands this morning in this house. Let's make it a declaration over this house this morning. We pour out our best for you. I was a children's pastor once and I spent hours picking up busted water balloons I had to the pastor thought it was ridiculous how crazy to have grass and you let your kids run in it you turn the water on it tears up the grass there's mud Get out there and pick up all those up. Sunday's coming. I walked out there during VBS, and I looked around at a tradition. 
I could have easily said, y'all get over here and you pick every one of these things up. Do you know we're going to have guests in the house of the Lord Sunday morning? How crazy would it be? We got this nice looking facility and you've got these little pieces of plastic everywhere. Peter's going to call me because some cat's going to choke on it. What are you going to do about that? This is crazy. Pick this up. I walked out in the middle of it and I said, this is pure joy. This looks like joy's been here. This looks like a place where somebody has found Jesus. This looks like I'm just going to leave it right here and let every person that walks by this place Sunday morning look at the remnants of joy. Look at the remnants of children finding Jesus. At some point, you've got to break tradition and just let the devil know that you're not playing games with him no more, but you're going to pour out every single thing that you have for him. We pour out our best for you. Go. Who's ready to go? Who's ready to go? I'm tired. Hang on one second. I know I told you to start. Hang on. Thank you. Who's ready to go? I'm sick and tired of sitting here. I'm sick and tired of saying, what's next? I'm sick and tired of planning this. I'm sick and tired of what is so-and-so going to think. I'm just going to preach what God tells me to preach. We're going to sing what God tells us to sing. We're going to reach a harvest like nobody else is doing in here. Nobody else is doing around here. We're going to sing like never before. We're going to shout like never before. The presence of God is going to be in this place like never before. Who is ready to go? If you're ready to go this morning, I just want to make a declaration in this house this morning. We're going to sing this song through. They're going to sing it like they mean it. And if you're ready to go and you say, you know what, I'm ready to go into something new. I don't care about broken balloons. I don't care about carpet. All I care about is a harvest. All I care about is it's, it's, it's go time. The time is now. I'm ready to do something that breaks every tradition. I'm ready to step outside. I'm ready to win every race, every person. I don't care what they've been through. I don't care how they've changed their body. I don't care how many piercings they've got. I don't care if they've got hair to the ground or no hair at all. I'm just ready to go somewhere with the Lord. If that's you as they sing this morning, I want you to make your way here. We're just going to declare it over this place this morning. Come on. Step out. We're going. We're going this morning. We're going this morning. Come on. Come on. We pour out our best for you. 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 
tradition, tradition, tradition. Give me a little monitor. I can hear myself. Thank you. Tradition, 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 tradition. tradition. Issues, tradition. Tradition says I wasn't supposed to be standing here. Tradition said I wasn't supposed to plant this church. Tradition, 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 issues. It's an issue today. Right now, oh God, I am praying for a release of your spirit. I need somebody to come into agreement with me today. I am praying for a release of your spirit over this house today. This is a revival center, oh God. This is a place where racism will end in our city, oh God. This is a place where people will find you, oh God. This is a place where reconciliation will be found, oh God. This is a place where marriages will be put back together, oh God. This is a place where prodigal children will find their way home, oh God. This is a place today, it is a go center. We're not sitting here waiting, but this is a go center, God. From this moment forward, it is a declaration over this house. No tradition is binding our hands. No tradition is binding our feet. No tradition will bind our budget. Oh God, that right now we release every man-made thing into your our hands, oh God, and may this house be a house that looks like the kingdom, that operates like the kingdom today. Release a go on this house. I feel like in a month something big is happening. Some big decisions are about to be made. Something is launching, something is giving birth in this house. These next few weeks, I feel it. It is a time of go. God is about to prepare us for 2020. We are halfway through this year, and what God is about to do, he is about to implant into some people, our core leaders and our people who are operating in ministry, he is going to implant 2020 vision. He is giving us a vision for next year. You say, well, it's too early to start talking. No, 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 no. It's not too early. God is saying, go into the year big. Go into the year ready to do something big. Go into the year ready to go for a harvest. God is downloading 2020 vision this next month. I can feel it in my spirit. I feel it in my soul. God is renewing something in somebody's life today. Sister Tracy, guess what? I was standing here and now you have lost a child and you've been going through some things and you say, what do I do with my spare time? Because you care so much for your child. God is about to birth something in you. It's called a ministry. You have said that you cannot do it because you're too shy and you don't like to ask for help and you don't like to talk but God is about to birth something inside of you that is going to be like a piece of Ryan being seen to this world you are going to give life to people you are going to speak life to people God is sending people in your path that is going to believe in you and give you housing for that ministry he's sending people that's going to invest into this ministry I don't know what it is but be prepared God is about to do something in your life he's going to fill the void with the ministry 
Your tradition is that you've been the caretaker and you're still the caretaker. Tradition is that, no, 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 you don't understand, you know, you, 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 you're a quiet lady. I've been around you and I understand and I can, I, I, I can, I, I can feel that with you. But guess what he is saying? I'm going to do something so big through your life. I'm going to fill the void with ministry. I'm, you're not going to be idly. Yes, there will be times when you feel alone. Yes, there will be times whenever you are missing Ryan like crazy. He says, but I'm about to release something on your life. It's called ministry. God is sending a go season on your life, a go anointing on your life where you're going to be able to reach the people you could not reach before. But God is about to release it on your life. Would people, I need, I need people just start praying for her today. People start, come on, gather around her. Pray for her today. Pray for her today. Pray for her today. God, right now, we release it on her life. You are not finished with her. It is the beginning of a go season in her life. She has spent time caring for people, caring for children, caring for family. But now some of that time, you are moving it into a season of ministry. It is a go time for her life. Right now, God, send people who know what, what, what this is. Send investors, send doors. Open the doors wide, God, right now. It is a go season for her and her life right now. She's going to say things she never thought she would say. She's going to walk ways that she never thought she would walk. She's going to stand before people that only you could open that door for right now. Right now. It is go. Go. Break the tradition over her life. Break that mindset, I can't do it. Break that mindset, I don't like asking for help. Break that mindset of I'm too quiet. Right now, Lord, break it and go. Her faith has made her whole. Her ability to see what you have has made her whole today. It is go season. It is go season. It is go season. It is go season. I love you all today. I send you out in love. I send you out in peace. Love God. Love people. Leave a legacy. We'll see you next Sunday. Be in prayer. God is doing something. It's go time. Go. It's go time. Go. It's go time. Go. Come on, let's sing it out. We pour out.